live. Well, hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, uh, today is our pre-Christmas uh, episode. Uh, this is on a Thursday. Um, yeah. We're taking time off tomorrow. So uh, uh, today we're going to get into some... Um, random flight so to speak but we'll be talking about advertising some things that many people may not know about good old saint nick and yeah rudolph the reindeer um yeah and frosty i, I forgot frosty, the frosty in there yeah. too interesting stuff um and that's gonna actually send us in a direction of um kind of advertising characters in general i found yeah. a find a cool article or wikipedia entry i guess on all these characters that have been used throughout the years and i was looking back through it and i was like that's that's kind of fun we'll, we'll play with that on the show and then you know um also i got a cool piece of direct mail so we'll go over that okay. um actually got look at that look at that a dollar bill letter a dollar bill letter that's with a, a real, real one, right? That's not a that's fake. That's a real one. That's not one of the fake printed ones. If it was fake, it'd be like a million dollar bill, right? <laughs> but um and inserted properly, like right when I opened it, you know, it's right there. Right. In on the inside. Not yeah. you know, that's important. So Very little things cool. like that. Okay. I can't wait to hear what this is about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be good. So about uh as far as beer goes, I saw you had something pulled up mm-hmm. in the in yes. the green room. Yep. Uh, I'm going with one I had a couple weeks ago. I'm going back to my unicorn farts after dark, <laughs> just because I like saying it. Right. Um, and you know, kind of clearing out the fridge of of some of the packs that I've had mm-hmm. over the the last month or so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll just be re enjoying. The unicorn farts, which is uh, for those who did not hear or see, from Pastryarchy, unicorn farts, farts after dark, eight point five percent. It's a good retread. That's a good yeah. retread. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what do you got over there on your end? So I've had this one. I think I've had this one before. Typically, it's a it's a it's a holiday um, stout, but it is the. Um, let me pull it up here. So Samuel Smith, not Sam Adams, not Samuel no, Adams. Different Sam. This is a different Sam. This is the Samuel Smith uh, Imperial Stout. This is actually from England. England. Um, this distinctive type of beer was originally brewed to withstand the abuses of shipping and foul weather <laughs> to Imperial okay. Russia. I wonder if that was uh, all Imperial Stouts were. Hmm. I don't know. It was a favorite of Russian nobility whose taste for the finest food and drink was world famous. A, wit, a rich, a flavorful brew, deep chocolate in color, in color with uh, roasted barley nose flavor that is, uh, that is a complexity of malt, hops, alcohol, and yeast fermented in stone Yorkshire squares. Um, 7%? Was it? No. Yeah, 7%. ABV. I thought it was higher, but I guess not. So seven percent ABV. Um, I got a feeling I know what this one's going to taste like. <laughs> good or bad? Uh, if I recall, it was really good. So all right, can't wait. So uh, I'm asking, uh, I'm asking Chat GPT about <laughs> the history of Imperial Stout. There you go. We should just have Chat. 
Chat GPT will be our new producer on the show. Yeah, he'll just be our info guy, you know. Uh, we better warn, what's what's his name on the Joe Rogan show that looks up stuff? Like, he's going to be out of a job. He'll still have to sit there and press the, press the button, I guess. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, but Imperial Stout, also known as Russian Imperial Stout, is a strong dark beer that originated in the 18th century, is first brewed in London, England, for export to the court of Catherine the Great in Russia. Mm. The beer was brewed to be higher alcohol content and more robust flavor to withstand the long journey to Russia. And it became known as Imperial Stout as a result of its association with the Russian Imperial Courts. Well, there you go. There it is. So, yes. So, it's the high alcohol content that allows it to ship well. Yep. Absolutely. See, that was intentional. But IPAs, on the other hand, (laughs) was a mistake. That was a mistake. When it got got shipped to England, it spoiled on the way, and they got used to the spoiled flavor. That's right. Right. Of an IPA. So, well, you might want to verify that with. With uh, Mr. Chat GPT. Yeah. Just in case. Um, but no, we like that story, so we're not going to verify. Yeah, we're not going to mess with that. That's that's a good story to throw people, <laughs> IPA drinkers, under the bus with. So we're not going to. That's gonna... right. We don't want to verify the, whether that's true or false. So we'll just keep telling that story regardless because yeah. we hate IPAs. Yep. All if right. You want, if you want to drink pine salt, drink pine salt. <laughs> don't, don't pretend it's beer. That's right. Go right ahead. All right. I'm going to take a All real right. good. Mm. Oh yeah. Just as while you're doing that, um, just remind everyone it's not too late to give the gift that keeps on giving. That's right. You can go to the original craft beer club, which you can find through our website, persuasionbythepint.com slash craft beer. And you can order one month, three months, six months, a year's worth. You can order ongoing and each month they will ship either yourself or somebody else you want to ship a case of beer. I think it's, Three of four different beers. So, Absolutely. so a case of 12, but it's three bottles of four different beers from two different breweries. So that, that's all the math there. Um, really good stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, you'll get the whole gamut of, of the types of beers that's there, right. but it's a really good gift. Jonathan, I know you've given them for business gifts, things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, hey, and listen, if more. somebody, you know, it's late, it's, it, I mean, we're two days from Christmas or three days from Christmas. So it's pretty late in the game. It, I mean, you can just print, I think you print these out. If you give them as a gift, you print them out mm-hmm. and just say, Hey, look, this is what it's I've given you. It's on the way. Um, yep. so that's the great thing about it. You know, if you're looking for a last minute gift, you don't have to run. You don't have to get caught up in all the, um, the, the, the crowd. I mean, I, I was yeah. out and about for a couple of hours today and it was just like, I felt like I was moving in molasses, man. Just yeah. everything's slow. Oh yeah. Uh, if you want to avoid that, just shop online. Yeah, persuasionbythepint.com slash craft craft beer. beer. Even if it's after Christmas, like you can still give it for the New Year's, for for holidays, I mean, for birthdays. You know, some of you, exactly. Some people are out there getting, they're going to get gift cards, like these Visa gift cards or thing. I mean, what do you do? You go over to the craft beer club or persuasionbythepint.com forward slash craft beer. Boom. There you go. There you You got the perfect way to spend it. (laughs) Exactly. I like that. That's a good idea. <clears throat> All right. right. How'd your beer? So I, I, well, I haven't tasted mine, it yet because we got to do our okay. toast, but I've smelled it and it's, it's, uh, it smells delectable. All right. Well, let's toast it up. All right. Mm, man, oh man. That's just better than it smelled. <laughs> oh Good. man. Yes. I'm going to give mine the same score I gave it last time. I don't remember what that was, but 
I want to be true, so I'll just keep it the same score. Um, man. Uh oh. Is it a Christmas miracle? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I'm going to give this one a five, man. This is like the perfect stout. This is Catherine the Great would be pleased. You man, get to keep your head. This is so good. And I know I've had this, I probably had this on a episode way back. And I know I I've know given it, it, I've rated it high, but man, this is really good today. I know we had a Samuel Smith in a different bottle. It's like a darker bottle, brown. Like the Yeah, I don't think brown. it was the Imperial Stout, though. But that was a couple of years ago when yeah. we were in studio there. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a while. Um, but yeah. This one's worth cool. it. The best, one of the best stouts. It's got a nice balance. Um, not overly sweet. You know, a lot of these Imperial stouts are, are a little too sweet. This yeah. one's just perfect down the line. Um, cool. And it may have something to do with the fact that it's, you know, it's only 7%, but it's perfect. Yeah. It's really good. So. Yeah. Sometimes you get above eight or nine. It, it can get a little too syrupy yeah. for sure. Yep. So it's good to know. I'll yep. have to keep an eye out for that one. Yep. Get your four pack. Cause that's all, all right. right. <laughs> four pack for $50. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's reasonably pl- priced at 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not bad for that, for that, that brand and that. No, it's good. All so. right. Uh, well, it's still cheaper than going out to a bar and getting four drinks, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it'd be like and get, 20 bucks. I mean, a, call, you're not going to find a Samuel Smith out of your local tavern. No, if you do, it's going to be 20 <laughs> bucks a glass. <laughs> exactly. So. All right. So, um, should we start or end? I've got a poem. Thanks to our buddy over at Chat GPT, who's becoming a good friend of mine. I've got we a should poem. give him we a, like a mascot name here on the uh, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fred or something. Um, but yeah, I've got a poem that I asked it to write. Uh, you and I did a show together for one of your other podcasts, and yep. we ended with a poem written, a Christmas right. poem right. by... Chat GPT. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read and this send one. out to all of my custom, my my clients in the composite space. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I wrote one, um, and it 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 first one it gave me was like "Twas the Night Before Christmas" style. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. I was like, "Eh, it's okay." Right. So I said, "Try again, Chat GPT," in the style of Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. I figure we're drinking. Isn't that incredible? It's Christmas. You can tell it to write a poem. And you can even tell it whose whose style of writing you want that that poem to reflect. That's Did you ever go down um, in Charleston or up or Isle of Palms to Sullivan's Tavern in Charleston, South Carolina? South Carolina. Yeah, no. I think I you have... and your son were going to go. We and I told you about Sullivan's. Oh no, we did not go to to Sullivan's. Okay. That's where Edgar Allan Poe used to write some of his stuff when he was in the military. Really? At the at the little army base there on okay. uh, Isle of Palms or Sullivan's Island, I guess. Yeah, Sullivan's Island. Wow. Um, so anyway, a little bit of trivia there. That's so cool. here's the here's the poem that ChatGPT gave us for our listeners and uh, for the show in this Christmas season. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious podcast of persuasion by the pint, while I nodded nearly nappy, suddenly there came a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. 
Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. But the tapping continued louder and more sure as I rose from my chair and opened the door. And what to my wondering eyes should appear but a team of marketers filled with holiday cheer. <laughs> We've come to spread the joy of persuasion, they said with a grin, and to help your business grow and win. So pour yourself a pint and join us by the fire as we share our secrets and marketing desires. And so I sat and listened as the team shared their tales of persuasive techniques and marketing fails. I learned so much that night and felt a renewed sense of hope that with their help, my business could learn to cope. So here's to Persuasion by the Pint, a podcast like no other, filled with knowledge and inspiration, a true marketing lover. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Wow, that's incredible. That's a masterpiece. I know. How right? long did it take you? It took me two point <laughs> three seconds. <laughs> I mean, that it was took so- me longer to write the prompt than it did the Chat GP to write the poem. That's correct. So, so I'm just curious, what was the prompt that specifically? Prompt, do you remember? The original prompt was write a Christmas poem for listeners to a marketing podcast called Persuasion by the Pint. And the first one was was the Twas the Night Before Christmas, which I didn't really like. Yeah, that it was in that style though. So I said, try again in the style of Edgar Allan Poe. So those were the two prompts. Wow, that's a man, um, that's amazing. I mean, you know, we could do another one. We could do like try again, yeah, in the style of M and M. M and this is so crazy. So that's we're doing a wrap. <laughs> All right, it's funny already when I just glanced at it. <laughs> the first, the first line. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? It's your boy, assistant, back with another holiday ball. I'm here to talk about persuasion by the pint, the dopest marketing cash you'll ever find. These guys are the real deal. No fake of fluff. They got the skills and knowledge to make your business tough. They're like Santa's little help of spreading joy and cheer, teaching you how to sell year after year. So if you're looking to up your marketing game, persuasion by the pint is where you need to aim. Their episodes are fire, straight up bangers filled with tips and tricks to help you grow your answer. That didn't work. No. So don't sleep on this podcast. It's the one you need to make your business shine to succeed. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night from Persuasion by the Pint, the podcast that's tight. Wow. Look at that. That's pretty close. <laughs> that is pretty darn close. Very impressive. Man. Yeah. Wow. I'll and this you. thing only gets better. So I know. And it's just getting it's free and it's just getting smarter and smarter by the Smart. day. So yeah. But All right, let's, well, let's do some uh, old-fashioned work here. So I was a little surprised when you sent me... Um, so we'll get into some advertising characters, uh, mm-hmm. advertising campaign characters, but uh, I, it fascinates me, you know, Christmas, how advertising the the, the men on... The, the Mad Street men, so, so yeah. to speak, sold us Christmas. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, Christmas, I, I mean... It's a great holiday. We love it. And there's, it's more than just the consumer side, obviously, but there's a lot of things that go back like Santa Rudolph, uh, Frosty, the snowman, like you just said, these are all, uh, figments of advertising that were created and, you know, it's, yeah, and there's it's a, a, there's a lot more of those. Um, yep. you know, we've, we've, we've dipped in and out of some t- from time to time, like the beers and the diamonds, you know, that, you know, the diamond was not that valuable before De Beers got a hold, the marketing agency for De Beers <laughs> right. got a hold of it. And then they right. added on the three month salary and all of a sudden diamonds were 
forever mm-hmm. and worth a lot of money, right? <laughs> but the fact is they actually were just pretty average gemstones back in the day wow. before that campaign. Yeah. Um, so yes, one of the most, probably one a lot of people know about is uh, Coca-Cola and Santa Claus. So Santa Claus was not invented by Coca-Cola. No. But the current version of Santa Claus that we mm-hmm. know and love, the jolly red suit, you know, the, the jolly belly, the red, yeah. the red and white, uh, notice anything about the colors there. Yeah, exactly. Like the Santa before that had a lot of colors, like maybe it was green, maybe it was, you know, there's different colored suits and things like that. Sure. Um, yeah. But it, the classic red and white was a Coca-Cola mm-hmm. design. Yeah. Of course. Um, that, that came, yeah, of course. Um, and it beca- it's become the most popular Santa Claus, you know, by far, mm-hmm. uh, at least here in the U.S. I'm not sure about other countries. But knowing Coca-Cola's footprint, it's probably, you know, worldwide. Yeah. So that's that's one that I'd heard about before. One that maybe people have not heard about as much is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. So Rudolph was actually invented by a copywriter named Robert May back in 1939. And it was for the store Montgomery Wards. Now, some of our, our, our younger listeners won't even remember Montgomery Wards right. uh, at all, because I think they went out of business in the 90s, I think, or mm-hmm. sometime in there. Um, but they were, they were the, there was Montgomery Wards and Sears, which again, our younger listeners may not remember Sears. <laughs> so yeah. they were the two big retail, jo- they were the They'll Amazons. never know the, 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 I mean, the, the sheer the joy Sears of catalog. a Sears and robot catalog. I mean, it's oh just my God, it's like the, things like huge. Oh man, that, going I mean, through that thing. Yeah. I was going to say, imagine a phone book, but that, yeah, like, that yeah. Work. there's nothing to compare it to. I mean, I uh, mean. Sears was the Amazon of the day for sure. Yep. I mean, that's the closest comparison. Mm-hmm. Montgomery Ward was probably second. Maybe they were like a, an eBay, you know, they were the second largest, um, but they were right up there with, with Sears. So Rudolph was a character and a story that was written by Robert May to generate sales for the toy department at Montgomery Ward. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that, um, they, they printed up the story and they gave the story away for free in a little booklet as people came into the store to get people to come into the kids department and things like that. Right. What's interesting though is, um, about three or four years after the invention, I think sometime in the forties, um, the copywriter was like, I think I could do more with this. Yeah. And he actually got the copyright from Montgomery Ward, from the president of Montgomery Ward, um, and was able to get the copyright for it. And then he ended up selling it back to Montgomery Ward for a little while at like, um, I think he charged like 50 cents a book or they were selling it in the stores. And he ended up making all these money on royalties after he got it, even though he got paid to write it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then they turned it into a song. He knew a guy who knew, who was, gen- uh, what's his name? Autry's Gene Autry, um, Gene Autry's songwriter. Mm-hmm. And they turned it into a song and okay. that's when it really, really got famous was wow. when they turned it into a song. But yeah, it all started as a marketing campaign to sell more toys at Montgomery Ward. Wow. <clears throat> so kind of crazy. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, you never know where these things are going to go and where they end up and how they just sure very quiet, a very successful campaign can just turn into, mm-hmm just something we think is just part of culture. Right. And in fact, it started as an advertising campaign. Right. Yeah. And that's how you actually know you 
I mean, you can't really tell till looking back that it was super successful. Mm -hmm. Um, but it did do well from my understanding and what research I can find. It did do pretty well for Montgomery Ward as a, as an advertising campaign as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of a cool one. Um, what about the frosty? Uh, Frosty though is so Frosty. I was as I was looking up these characters and things like that. Frosty, interestingly, was not an advertising campaign. Okay, but the reason I wrote that one down is because it it actually never mentions Christmas. It's not a Christmas song. It's a really? winter song. Okay, yeah, but it just goes to show how things can get kind of attached to each other. Oh, um, sure, yeah, you know, because of the season and things like that. But yeah, Frosty the Snowman. If you listen to the lyrics, it never mentions Christmas. It's it's just a it's more of a winter time mm-hmm. type song. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Like how we just assume, oh, this is a Christmas song, right? But it's not. It's more of a <laughs> winter song. Yeah. So uh, so you can sing, you can keep singing that one after this weekend. Uh, <laughs> you can just keep singing that one all winter long, especially That's with right. this little cold snap we're having. That's right. Um, so those, those were the big ones, like those, you know, Santa Claus and Rudolph. I haven't seen a lot of others. If you know of some, you know, feel free to, to mm-hmm. write in. So then I was like, well, you know, what else could we talk about on the show? And I, I, I looked up like some of the best Christmas ads of all time. And a lot of those are video based. Um, cause they're, you know, most of them are TV type ads, yeah. uh, which is hard for us to, to show with the audio and everything on here. Um, those were interesting though. I'd forgotten about some of them. A lot of them from the '90s were were considered the best um, in terms of characters. Yeah, in terms of just general like ads in general. Okay. But then I, that got me to thinking about characters, and that's when I stumbled across this Wikipedia entry. Okay, about characters, American advertising characters, um, and we know these are characters. We know they're in ads, uh, and even today, like this. The reason I want to bring this up is because it still works. Mm-hmm. Like it's still, it's still a very interesting way to do advertising. And it does, it does tend to be people or companies with big brands, right? So if we think about current characters that are on TV right now, uh, I can, I can think of there's flow from progressive and now there's a whole ensemble, right? For progressive, there's flow, there's Jamie, like there's a whole cast of those characters. Um, and then you got um, Lily from the AT and T store. Yep, that's right. right. She's the store manager. She's become popular now, and she's you know, I've often wondered like for for um, for these actors like that probably starts out as like a, <laughs> and then next thing you know they're like probably got million dollar. Con- I don't know what they make. I haven't checked, but oh, um, I'd say they're doing pretty well. I mean, I would, I would guess they're doing pretty well at this point where you get typecast pretty, pretty, I mean, it's pretty easy to get typecast there yeah. in, in that spot, but you know, it's like Flo and, and Lily, you know, you don't see them outside of there. Yeah. It's, it's tough to see them outside of there. Um, another one is mayhem. These are all insurance by the way. Yeah. Mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem's um, another good character. All state guy, the, the, uh, the guy with the deep voice, the, um, yeah. And it, that's not really a character. He's more of a spokesperson. I don't consider him an actual character. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, but Jake the, from State Farm definitely is. Jake. Yep. Yep. And Center South, these are all insurance companies. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to think like outside of that, who are the other characters? So I was, as I was scrolling through here, um, some of these, I don't remember. I don't know if you do. Um, some of these are older than us, but like A&W restaurants had the burger family. 
Papa yeah, Burger, Mama that. Burger, Teen Burger. Yeah. But as I thought about that, I was like, do you remember back, Jonathan, when you and I were growing up in the 80s or even 70s, late 70s, early 80s, the McDonald's characters? Oh, yeah. You Ronald, had McDonald's. And but then the you had the Hamburger, hamburger. Burger, then you had Grimace. That's right. Yeah. You had that whole cast of characters. Yeah. yeah. I remember I used to have a set of plates. Those fry we things like, are spooky, you know. Oh, yeah, the fry burglars or whatever. <laughs> Hamburglar was there, but yeah, yeah. they had the fry guys. The fry, fry guys, guys were kind of weird looking. They're like, yeah. oh, man, I want them to show They're up. almost, uh, like, I wonder if that's where the ghost from Pac-Man came from. It's kind of like the fry guys. <laughs> they, that's right. Kinda, they kind of look like that. Yeah, they're kind of similar. Um, but I remember having a whole set of plates, you know, because you could, if you bought a couple times when you went to McDonald's, you could collect the plates. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember having the glasses, like the, uh, the drinking glasses with all the characters and they don't do that anymore. Now it's monopoly board game. Like exactly to have some like tangible stuff again. I think that would be, that'd be cool. uh, That'd be kind of cool to bring back. Yeah. Um, here's another one. I I was like a and W root beer. They had the great root bear. I don't Mm. remember that one either. I don't don't remember that one. Um, but some of these have been around a while. like when I was going through these, the Aflac Duck, another insurance company. Tooth, yeah. Um, wow. 2000. Mm-hmm. 22 years old. Like he hasn't aged a day. Right. Like I don't understand. No. Like he's <laughs> no gray. It's, I guess and he's it's already white. amazing to see how that character has evolved because it used to be, I don't think it was so uh, predominant in commercials, but it started out as the. Uh, it was almost a soundbite at first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, but now it's now like it, its own character that's you know conversing with you know human characters. You know, Coach Saban and yeah, you know, Dion, Dion and, Sanders. So. And now they've introduced the goat. Yep, that's right. Right. Yeah. Yep. For the Gap. Yep. Because he said the goat says Gap. Yep. Because um, they're a Gap insurance company. So that you know that's interesting to see kind of how that has evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, Ajax Cleanser, the Ajax Pixies. Obviously, as a 40s and 50s, do not remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Speedy Alka Seltzer, I remember seeing some ads of this, um, and apparently he must have come back recently. Mm-hmm. But he was from, he's like the little fast, like a old timey cartoon that, you know, works really fast. Um, oh, look at that. They did bring him back. Yeah, they brought him back from, from the 50s and 60s, and, and now again in 2010 to present. Wow. And some of these are like space ads. They're they're not all TV. Mm-hmm. There's Mayhem from Allstate. Yeah, right. Um, some of these are like really like they don't even have names. They just have uh, like Alphabet cereal. I don't remember most yeah. of these. I do remember like some kids or something from Alphabets. Mm-hmm. Um, AMC theaters. There was Clip, a figure made out of discarded movie film, who appears in the coming attractions feature. I think I remember that briefly. But um, Man, I, I remember this one. You remember yeah. this one from the America Tour? So the, the luggage mauling gorilla. Now, if no, you had asked me, I would have sworn that was Samsonite. Yeah. But really? It was American. Okay. No, I, I don't was American tourister. Yeah, it was a big gorilla, and he would like jump up and down on the and slam the suitcases around. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeeves from Ask.com. I vaguely remember. I remember Jeeves. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, and uh, obviously Ann Jemima, she's got, she got, she Canceled. got nixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's Lily Adams from the AT&T store. Yep. That's right. It's already been around for, she's been around for since 2013. I would yep. have never guessed that if you had asked me that in like trivia. No, that's, um, that sounds right. I mean, I, I remember them running commercials yeah. back for the last decade with yeah. her. 
Um, so some of the other ones, Bartles oh, and James. Big Boy, too. Big Boy restaurants. I remember Big Boy. Yeah. They had the whole statue, kind of like a Bucky's, right? Yeah. Bucky's has got the beaver mm-hmm. outside. And uh, was it Shoney? I guess that is Big Boy and Shoney's the same. It is, yeah, isn't it? it is. Yeah. Yeah. Big Boy restaurants and, and uh, Shoney's are the same. Right. So they had the giant guy out front, you mm-hmm. know, in his overalls holding up holding a big the burger. burger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so those, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, just going back on some of these, like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember those. And, I, of course, I remember Rosie the waitress with bounty paper towels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they could bring her back today, I think, in a new kind of updated version. Yeah. Um, but that was a really, that one was really good. Um Reminded me of the old sitcom Flow, too. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Yeah, Flow's Diner or something. I can't remember what it was. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting how many characters and how well a lot of these characters worked. Some of them were duds, but some of them, I mean, like, look at that. Rosie was 20 years Yeah. Um, where she was the spokesperson for Bounty. So, if you can find a good character, it's something you can use for a long time. You know, David Ogilvy talked about, you know, you have a, big idea when it lasts for 30 years yeah and most of the time we just we want to move from one thing to the next to the next to the next yeah some of these uh it actually surprised me they didn't last longer because i remember the bud knight from um from bud light yeah remember that 2017 to 2019 Uh, it seems like those lasted longer with the uh the knights yeah that was Um, only two years that was only two years um spuds mckenzie was only three years. I would yeah. have thought that was longer. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think he retired and went to Target. Right now he's, <laughs> right. he's at Target now. Yeah, <laughs> looks like it. He, he jumped ship and went to Target. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was Bud Light, and then Budweiser. You had the Budweiser Frog, which dominated the nineties. Mm-hmm. Remember yep. the Bud? That's right. Yep. Uh, that was one of that. That was a big one. Of course, the Clydesdales mm-hmm. have. That's probably the most iconic. Nine, yeah, nineteen thirties. Can you look at that? 1930s to present. That's what, 90, 90 something, 90 years? Yeah. Yeah. We're almost at a hundred years. Another decade will be at a hundred years. Wow. Uh, And they worked all these other ones in with it. Frank and the Louis lizards. I remember those guys, uh, the lizards for Budweiser. Mm -hmm. Um, Look how many um, Burger King has been through. They have not (laughs) been able to figure it out. I don't know how Burger King is still in existence. The wizard. Oh man. No no offense to anybody who loves Burger King, (laughs) but like they had, so they've had the Burger King and he's, he's come and gone 74 to 90, 2004 to 11 and then 2016 to present. Right. right? He's got the big head, Mm -hmm. but look at some of these others. Uh, Sir Sir Shake a lot. He was a knight who craved milkshakes. (laughs) The burger, um, the burger thing, thing. Even, yeah no clue i don't don't remember that one the duke, the duke of, of doubt. doubt wow that's that's bad um, he was the arch nemesis of the burger king so i, I don't remember those shows i'm gonna have to i may have to take some time this holiday weekend <laughs> to like go look some of these jump up. on youtube and see some of these old commercials with the yeah duke of doubt and the wizard of fries that's funny. yeah so there's obviously like some uh that was all all now I do are, like the Burger King guy. It, I mean, there are certain times throughout that whole campaign where it got a little like weird. I mean, uh-huh. that's some weird yeah. versions of that Burger King. Well, whoever was in charge <laughs> from seventy six to eighty was. I mean, God bless them. They were trying. That's right. right. I mean, yeah. it's like they had a whole cast. They were trying to develop. <laughs> they're, like, um, they're like, we want 
<laughs> four characters. <laughs> I don't care. We're just going to run them. We're going to split test them and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I mean, the, the wizard of fries was a robot powered by French fries. Right. Right. I mean, that you could probably bring back right? yeah. AI powered robot or mm-hmm. French fry powered AI robot. Yep. Um, the Burger King Kids Club Gang. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not remember that one either. either. Um, but it's got a whole section here on Caucasian male who loved video games and technology. He was the leader of the group. Boomer. Boomer, a Caucasian tomboy with red hair. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, like, really goes into some detail on that one. Mm-hmm. And there was Herb. I think I vaguely remember Herb. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure. And then fighting chickens and spice, spicy and TC, whatever that means, 2004. <laughs> like, um, this one I remember. This one is still popular, based right there in Knoxville, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Duke, yeah. Duke the dog. Bush's bake, That's Duke, right. Bush's baked beans. Um, the canine companion who's always trying to sell the owner's secret <laughs> recipe. <laughs> That's right. Voiced by yeah. Robert Colt, huh? Or Kate. And, uh, Robert Kate. Kate. Yeah, so I like I like Bush. I like Duke. Uh, yeah. Duke was, I like that one. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> and here's a good, here's a, this one's a little bit different because it was already a character. Uh, but Bart Simpson, I would have not have guessed Bart Simpson has been doing Butterfinger since 1988. Mm-hmm. Well, it lasted until 2001. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it was more recent than that. And I don't feel like it was that old, but I guess it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, this list just goes on and on. It just goes to show like Captain Crunch. I mean, that's iconic. Yeah. I mean, you Carfax, Carfax, that one's still running Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, I definitely remember the California raisins for a little while. Mm -hmm. They come and go. Yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, Joe camel, camel cigarettes. Those are no longer advertised. So that's interesting. Interesting Um, list here. Yeah. I mean, it really is like you start going back and looking at it. And you, it's, it's kind of fun to go back. I would go back and look some of these up and see like, you know, why did the question to ask yourself as a marketer is why do they keep trying to develop characters around products? Like mm-hmm. it must be because when it hits, it works. Yeah. Like I, I didn't have time to go into like details of like the more successful campaigns, like Mr. Whipple from 1965 to 1989 for Charmin, you know, don't squeeze the, don't squeeze the Charmin. Yeah. Chester Cheetah. Look at Chester Cheetah, 1986 to the present for Cheetos. Yeah. I think Um, there's, I mean, and I'd have to go back and look, but I think there's a trend that shows that typically with, you know, animals that people kind of favor, there's mm-hmm. some success there, but when you start creating these odd-looking, you know, <laughs> characters, um, you know, yeah, like, some of them are too niche, or they, there's just not enough character to develop, probably. So, like, I think of this one, the babysitter, and I remember this ad, um, a Chevy Tahoe ad, teenager who demands more money after the mother takes her home in the family's new 2015 Chevy Tahoe mm-hmm. and believes they are worth more after she sees the features of the Tahoe. So she gets in the car. She's like, Oh, this is really nice. I'm going to ask for more money. Um, oh, I remember yeah, that yeah. ad. Right. I thought, was, I thought that was a pretty clever ad, but you know, something like that, like how much can you expand that character? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what makes it work or not work or these hit or miss. Like um, this would be interesting to kind of dive into with some type of marketing expert, maybe on a future show. But I think it's worth asking 
you know, would a character do well? Here's one that's been around for a long time. The Chick-fil-A cows. I mean, they've been Again, around. Again, another, like, like I, I go back, another animal. Like, yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, there, there may not be anything to that. But, but yeah, the cows have been around since uh, 95. Okay. Yeah. And then remember, um, used to get the, uh, of course, they don't do it. I don't, I don't know if they still do the cow calendars. Do they still, does Chick-fil-A still do that? I'm not sure if they do, but the, I don't know. those things were so popular because it's like you had the well, you coupons. you always get at least like one free thing every month, right? Exactly. That was, right. I don't think they do the free thing anymore, even if they do the calendars. The yeah. calendars, yeah. I think they were called. <laughs> the calendars. Of um, course. But yeah, that the eat more chicken phrase, like so simple, right? Mm -hmm. Eat more chicken. Yeah. It's a cow. Everybody else serves burgers. Um, no, we used to like, give those calendars out as Christmas gifts among the yeah. family. I mean, those yeah. were like those, cause that was like money right there. I mean, yeah. Like every month. I mean, that's seriously like it's $5 <laughs> worth of food every month. That's a $60 yeah. gift. It's yeah. not bad. Um, and that's good marketing, right? Cause it gets you to come in 12 times a year. Right. Yep. And, and you know, you're not going to just get the free thing. Like you're going to get something. No, you're going to add it. on to it. Yeah. It was brilliant on their part. That's why I, yeah. I don't understand if they haven't got, cause I don't see those calendars anymore when I go in. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Like maybe they were too successful. Yeah. Um, yes. Maybe people weren't buying enough afterwards. <laughs> so then there's like chicken of the sea, mermaid, mother nature, Chiquita bananas. I remember that one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the Colombian, I don't know. I don't know what nationality she was. I'll probably get in trouble. We'll get mm -hmm. canceled for that. Yep. I chose the wrong one. Chuck E. Cheese, obviously. Um, I do not remember this one. Front Row Joe. But then I don't uh, go to, I, I think that might be one that's like, like in the pre-roll of the movies. Like you have mm -hmm. to be in the theater probably to see it. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like the little, uh, I don't remember the, that, but I, I know they have the, like the little cereal characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Flintstones. Uh, Flintstones for cocoa and fruity pebbles and but Flintstones vitamins. Uh, do they have still have Flintstone vitamins? I don't know. I don't know. Do. I used to eat those things like candy. I, I didn't know. know that because like, they weren't really, was... they probably weren't even, there's no nutrition. <laughs> they were kind of no sour. nutritional value whatsoever. I mean, <laughs> they were almost like kind of like, yeah, they were tart. Is it? yeah, they had this tartness to them, but yeah, I would, I would, I, I literally remember crawling up in the cabinet, grabbing those things and eating almost a whole bottle of them. <laughs> So I would probably be the kid that would have yeah, eaten the whole time bottle. Time. You probably got a fraction of the vitamin C you needed. I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like 20% of the daily recommended allowance. Um, so yeah, it's just, this is just really interesting. Condom man. Uh, don't remember that one. Of course we remember um, the copper tone girl, you know, she's still on billboards from time to time. Little, uh, the little toddler with her pants pulled down. It's kind of, Kind of weird if you think about it, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then there was another one on here that I thought was really, um, pretty good. Uh, oh, the Verizon guy, Yep. you know, that originally that then switched to sprint. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. That, that was a, that was one of my now? favorite like moves. Like when he went to sprint, yeah, that was just, just yeah. so classic. Yep. Um, and you and I have talked before on this show about the PC versus the Mac characters. Oh yeah. Those two Remember guys. That, that campaign was really PC. good. Yeah. Some of the best commercials ever you'll find. And yeah, you know, um, the Noid from Domino's pizza. That was weird, but you know, I remember that for sure. Avoid the Noid. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, most interesting <sighs> man in the world. That was a very successful campaign. 
they say it's still running, but I don't. I don't. Remember I think they're running. They still run it, but they don't use this. It's not the same character yeah, as they like started his, with. It's like his son or something. Yeah. It's a younger, or it's actually I think it's the prequel, isn't it? And that what they decided it's like him when he was younger. When he was young, yeah. It's the same guy, but it was right. it's supposed to be him when it's younger, right? Because um, they just needed a new a new guy. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just you just scroll through here and it brings back some memories for sure. Energizer Bunny, that's mm-hmm. another classic that's been around for a long time. Yeah. And that's one you almost can't get rid of, right? It's like uh, it's a classic. Well, you, another like, animal. You, I, I'm telling you. There's yeah, there's something about here. animals. Like, how do you kill off the Energizer Bunny? Because I mean, you can't. It's a cute. You bun can't with a drum. Well, and if you kill him off, that means the battery died That's or right. something. Like yeah, you just exactly. can't kill him off. That's right. So he'll be around forever. They're stuck with uh, him. There's the tiger from Exxon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's still kind of using another animal for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I remember this one too, the the Federal Express, the fast talking executive. I do remember that one. Oh, yeah. That was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Some of the, the those those uh, some of those FedEx commercials from back in the day are absolutely hilarious. Yeah, if you find them, they're they're so funny. Yeah, because they were really trying to to get you to do something that had never been done before, right? Like right. you just it was such a new thing. Mm-hmm. Now FedEx is not that special, but yeah. back in the day, like to absolutely positively get something there overnight was like a big deal. The, the, the uh, <laughs> still one of the funniest ones I think I've sent this to you with the, it's the band members from this. Uh, it's like this, this metal group. They're um, trying to send their golf clubs there or they're bringing their golf clubs with them and their managers trying to get them to ship them overnight. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, just, they just keep going. The Geico gecko, the Geico caveman. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Maxwell, the Geico pig. Uh, so there's an animal that it says it's still going. Still going. There you go. Um, animals. Here's the takeaway lesson is use animals (laughs) as your, use animals in your advertising. In your advertising. That's what you need to learn from this. Well, Dan Kennedy uses a bull, right? That's right. It's got a name, Bruno the bull. Exactly. Um, so that's so, your takeaway. You're like, okay, what do you, what's the point? Hey, we're, we're telling you use an animal. Every one of these so far that has the longest long, that has the, the, the longest time frame from running yeah. ads, the yep. characters have all been animals so far. Yeah. So the longevity, yeah. your longevity hinges on you using a cute animal. <laughs> <laughs> or it has to be like a super, um, like I look at like the Hawaiian punch guy, right? Like it is the product, but animated. That's true. Yeah. Like those are the yep. two that seem to last the longest. Yep. That, um, yeah. So I remember Mr. Opportunity for mm-hmm. Honda. Yeah. Buzz the bee. There's another animal, yep. insect technically. Yep. That's right. Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you, you know, you may be, it's hard to get annoyed with a cute animal, you know, exactly. I mean, I mo- think most people love dogs. Most people love, you know, farm animals. I mean, horses, you know, Clydesdales. I mean, how could yep. you not? I mean, I mean, that's iconic. The Clydesdales just, you know, every yeah. year, you know, if during a Super Bowl commercial, you're going to see at least one commercial with the Clydesdales. Yeah. What do they add in with the Clydesdales? A puppy. Yep. If they mm-hmm. add anything in, it's a puppy. That's right. You know? Um, so yeah, it's like, so yeah, use, uh, the big point of this is use some, figure out a character that you could develop for mm-hmm. your, um, I, this one's popular. 
you know, another insurance. Like insurance, man, they love their characters. Mm-hmm. Emu, Emu, and Doug. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, those run. Those uh, run every, all, all the, the time, time on the football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, during football games. Yep. Um, so, yeah, like uh, the little, yeah. So, yeah, just keep. Now I'm going to have to come up with a, uh, a, a animal for my coaching business or something, <laughs> I think. So. So yeah, so that's that's the big takeaway is use a find a character, mm-hmm. play around with a couple characters. The, the other thing I think is characters can say things that humans cannot say. Right. Like if it's a over the and we've talked about this before with hyperbole and if you mm-hmm. how if you go over the top, people will give you some grace and they'll they understand what you're doing. Right. And I think you can do that more with animals, even so than with even like a human character, yeah. like a flow or a mayhem or anything right. like that. Right. I mean, mayhem's pretty over the top. So that one's, you know, mm-hmm. um, the other thing about animals is they don't age, right? No. So you don't, you never age out of your advertising. Absolutely. It's like a good sit, you know, th- that's the problem with family sitcoms is like the kids get old and it gets weird. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, think about like characters and mascots, you know, for our favorite teams. Most of those are animals, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. there's some, there's some exceptions, but most of them are, you unless know. it's like the new pro sports, those are all like things like yeah. tornadoes and well, yeah, yeah. You know, but the, I'm thinking that the collegiate type old, you know, yeah. traditional mascots, the North Dakota cold fronts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's just not the, <laughs> but the power five is definitely tends to be animals. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, the more obscure you get, like, like the WNBA, it's like mm-hmm. they've got some weird names, like yeah. the you know that aren't animals. Right. Um, I guess because all the animals are taken at this point. Like, right. I mean, how many bulldogs are there? There's like everybody's got a bulldog. It seems like yeah. Um, but there's some animals you know that you don't see enough of. Right. Right. Like a rhino. A rhino mm-hmm. is a pretty cool animal. It is. And very few people have a rhino as a mascot. It would be a great mascot. You know, it's it's uh. So yeah, like rhinos, rhinos are impressive. Yeah. I don't know why there's not more rhinos. Yeah. So there's, there's one you could use if, depending on if you're like in a security company or like mm-hmm. something like that, like a rhino could be cool. But yeah, I think, I think using more mascots, using uh, these characters that have some personality, it yeah. just allows you to get away with more. Oh, absolutely. And to say things in a way that a human would not say, like the, like the Chick-fil-A cows, like they mm-hmm. can misspell everything and that's part of the charm. <laughs> exactly. Right? Is, On the billboards. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they're, and they're not supposed to be defending themselves. So yeah. it, it kind of makes it interesting. It's a pattern interrupt, mm-hmm. um, like all those things. So, you know, definitely use those. You know, the the currently, speaking of football and, and stuff, Dr. Pepper, their whole Fansville, that's pretty cool. It is. But, and they've carried that are, on for the last, what, four years now? That's pretty, at least, yeah. yeah. And, but all those people are going to age out. Like, it's going to get, you know, as they start to get older, they, mm-hmm. whatever, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to keep them around for 30 years. Like, you're yeah. just not going to do it. Right. Like, like the cow or the duck or anything like that. Yeah. So, that's another reason, I think, you choose the animal characters over. Absolutely. Unless you're choosing something like a cartoon character that doesn't age, like right. Bart Simpson for Butterfinger. Mm-hmm you know, one of those things. Yeah. So keep all that in mind as you're thinking about characters to use and mm-hmm. developing. Yeah. Um, but like I said, they could just get away with more, um, you know, and I, I know Dan Kennedy's talked about this, like having like a dog as your spokesperson in emails. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, let's say you own a, you know, you own a, a mechanics, you're a mechanic and you own a garage. Yeah. You could have the, the garage dog. He can say things that you can't say in an email. Absolutely. Right. And so you can get, you have more leverage and more lead way mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. what you can say with a character. <laughs> yep. So well, that's all I got, man. Good stuff. Well, we got to talk about the, uh, the dollar. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Glad you remembered. It's sitting <laughs> over here and I forgot about it. Cause I'm, I'm sitting on anticipate. I'm sitting here with, I, I can't wait to hear what the ad is for. Yeah. So, um, I'm on, so this guy's, I will say this guy is a professional copywriter. Okay. Um, now he's much more of an affiliate marketer. He does more of his own stuff. Gotcha. Um, and he does affiliate marketing stuff, but this is the envelope I got. Um, so all the stuff, right. Live stamp. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, trademark. It does have a return address, but there's no name. It's just the address. Okay. It's got the handwritten font, right? Yep. Um, it is, you know, computer printed, but at first glance, it definitely looks, and it was kind of thick. Like it's, I don't know how many pages it is. So I opened it up. I'm like, I can tell that's printed font. Mm -hmm. Like it's a little too straight, but I don't know who it's from. And it's kind of thick. So I'm going to open it up. I open it up. And the first thing you see is, is, uh, the dollar <laughs> bill peeking through. Sure. And you're yeah. like, like, Oh crap. Is that a 20 or a one? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and it is Christmas time. Like it's a good time to send out money gifts. If you think about it. Um, because you know, people are expecting, hoping for money in their cards and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So this is, uh, let's see, it's one, two, three, four sheets of paper printed front and back. Okay. So folded over. So it's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's fairly thick in the, in the thing. Um, and it says on the, on the cover, it says from Caleb O'Dowd, Miami beach, Florida, Tuesday, 11, 17 AM. Dear Sean. So classic opening, right? Yeah. Dear Sean, as you can see, I've attached a $1 bill to the top of this letter. Why have I done this? Actually, there are two reasons. Like, he didn't change a word of that phrase. Right. First, I have something urgent and important to tell you, so I needed a way to make sure this letter would catch your attention. And second, since what I'm writing to you about concerns a way to enjoy a lot, a lot of financial success in the first six months of 2023, I thought using a dollar bill as a little eye catcher was especially appropriate. So here's here's what's interesting about this letter. Caleb is a world-class copywriter. Mm -hmm. He could have changed that however he wanted and probably done is that fine. word for word from, is it the original Gary Halbert? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than the 2023 and yeah, like the first six months, but yeah, the, <laughs> the first two lines are word for word. Yeah. Part two is a little bit different, but the last sentence I thought using a dollar bill as a little eye catcher was especially appropriate is exactly the same. Um, here's what it's all about. I've been telling people for two years now, blah, 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 blah. And he, then he goes in and he just, um, he talks about, you know, what he's doing. He was mm -hmm. a guest speaker recently and blah, blah, blah. So he's basically pitching one of his, his programs. Um, and inside there's lots of case studies. Yeah. Um, got some graphics, lots sure. of case studies. Right. Um, but it's a classic, I mean, the letter is fairly like he didn't change much. He just dropped his own stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's talking about, uh, creating mini groups on Facebook is the, is the offer. Um, but the main thing is he used a letter that has been used for, 
probably 30 years. Talk no. about using stuff that's been used for a long time. It got like your it's attention. A, it's a, yeah, it got my attention. Um, now, the only thing I will say from a segmentation standpoint is is I already have this program from him. <laughs> so he messed up on that part. He wasted, he wasted, he wasted a dollar, a dollar <laughs> and maybe $2 total with the yeah. thing. But even so, it got my attention. Sure. Um, but yeah, his, his list segmentation was off. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in mind as you're doing stuff. But yeah, sure. it's, but the big thing is like he could have, he's smart enough, he's successful enough, he could have created his own letter of some kind and he chose to use something that has been proven to work time and time again. Time and time again. So and even more so in a very tight, you know, tight market. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, so that's uh, that's the big stuff, man, for the pre-holiday I love it. I love it. Or or post-holiday, depending on when you're listening. Good stuff, man. Well, uh, that'll wrap up our show. We'll be doing one more, uh, obviously, one more episode before the final episode of the year. Or Mm -hmm. that will be the final episode of the year. Um, So we'll probably be hitting the 300 sometime into January. Um, I'll have to do an after-holiday celebration. Uh, yeah. for that episode. <laughs> yeah. So I was just going to say we're, we're coming East. I think late January, early February, we may, we may be able to hit, we might be able to hit that with me in studio. Yeah. Oh, That'd be cool. That would be cool. We'll have to, we'll have to try, see if we can make that. That would be awesome, man. Right here in the, uh, the old studio back where we started. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's plan on it. What's right. the, uh, what's the date on that? Um, so we're going to go, back east and help dustin my son move right he's in Asheville, so we'll have to come through knoxville okay uh, so we're gonna help him move and i think that's the end of it's really more like the end of february so i don't know okay. if we'll be able to hit it or not but i mean 10 episodes still i mean that's possible possible so well we'll keep everyone posted that'll be fun yeah. uh and then we'll have to have some uh some guests on maybe david some other people that have been on yeah. our show in the past and yeah, we can get Ben to come out. Yeah, that, that would be great, man. Yeah, little little uh, in in studio episode with the cameras yeah. and everything. I got all the equipment here, just yeah. collecting dust. It needs yeah, <laughs> need to put it to use. Pound out a couple bench press and that's know. right, that's right. We can get a workout in while we're here. <laughs> all right, cool deal. Well, to all of our listeners, hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Um, Sean, hope you and your family have a great Christmas, man. It's been a lot of fun this year. Um, Again, this is not our final episode. We'll do one more next week. But um, hope everyone has a wonderful um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And stay warm, man. we got some cold weather coming our way over the weekend for sure. It's already here. Yeah, it's it's, (laughs) it's there for you. We're uh, we're about to get it. Um, Yeah. got frozen pipes and everything probably coming our way. We'll see. There you go. But yeah, to all of our listeners, PersuasionByThePint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, Spotify, you name it, we're there. And uh, we'll see you all next time. See ya.